Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. So we are now on a recorded line. And let's see. Um, hmm. Well, before we begin, I definitely want to take just one second to be thankful that uh, you took this opportunity to at least talk with me on this wonderful Sunday. Um, who I have on the line here for all the listeners, I don't know. I'm just going to say it's Danny from Black Boy Ohms. You know, but um, I want to give you the space to kind of introduce yourself as a, a leader in the black yoga movement and what um, if you want to take some space to just explain why it's important to you to be who you are in regards of the name and what you represent. Yeah, um, thank you, Howard. I, I really <laughs> appreciate, like, being here, you know. just Thank you so much, man. Um yeah, my name is Danny. I'm uh, a, a lot of different things. I'm a writer, a yoga instructor. Um, I've, I very much have a passion for uh, wellness accessibility within the Black community in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very much moved and inspired by a lot of um, Black wellness leaders in, in my own life. Um, uh, many who uh, have have been in the game longer than I have, you know. Um, I I remember um, just being inspired shortly after I became a yoga teacher to uh, co-lead a meditation workshop, and in, in, in this particular meditation workshop, um, all black men showed up, and I had never before experienced um, black men uh, meditating in a room together, and. Uh, and it kind of planted the seed to later become Black Boy's own. That's mad. You know, that's, that's, I want to say that's like, is there a word that explains magnificent and magnanimous at once? Like, you know, mm. it's, it's, it, ex, it expands on itself, but it's such a great humbling moment that like, it's only so personal, you know, like if you find something delicate and, um, or you grow something with delicate care and it's, and it actually comes to comes to fruit, and you feel good about it. Mm, That's what it yeah. feels like with your story. Like you know, if there was something big um, that you saw bigger, but then you knew that it was this personal thing too that um, was a reflection of you. And before we get further into the conversation, before I usually start any podcast episode, but I'm very thankful that you took that space to give just a brief introduction before we get talking. I take a space to take one deep breath. And it's uh, four seconds in and four seconds out. And it's a way to bring wholeness and balance and awareness to the gods and goddesses for the moment, you know, mm. to be thankful for them. So anytime I start the podcast, that's what I do. And I'd love for you to take that space with me now, if you'd like, if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. Four seconds in. Out. You know, it's so humbling to take a deep breath, man. We, I don't know. I've, for me, it's been life-changing just to get back to my breath, um, especially mm-hmm. for my personal past. So let's see. I did have a few questions for you, but I just wanted to talk with you, man. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever spoken to you more than like a minute or two, and it's more so been it's more so been like whether on the subject, whether we're talking via text or um, just randomly via comments on social media. So, mm. again, I'm, I'm really thankful for this. We're both 
everyone, all of us, black men included, we're going through a very strange space. I mean, today's even Easter. Like, I forgot about it on this Easter Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. the, and I know that there's always a big energy around Easter, especially coming from Georgia, living there for so long, that uh, you couldn't miss it when it was coming. And now here in Colorado, I honestly had to check the calendar because I didn't mm -hmm. know what was going on today, but it felt weird. And I flicked through some channels and I saw people dressed up and what, what's happening. So um, <laughs> it, what's, what is, what has it been like for you, I guess now on the other side of COVID-19 and um, you know, being home all this space, not being able to do the practice as much, like give me just a brief life and day in the life of Danny. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons why I got started yoga and meditation is because I have um, a reoccurring anxiety. And one of the things that has has kind of surfaced during this time um, post-COVID-19 is, is a return of my anxiety. At first, it started um, when I was at uh, one of my jobs, um, which uh, happens to be happened to be at the um, Atlanta Airport which is one of the busiest airports in the world. And I remember feeling anxiety there. And then we were temporarily laid off and uh, I would occasionally get it here while at home. And so what I've been doing um, daily and which has helped tremendously is, is uh, meditating. Um, and I've done two different types. Like the primary one is just simply sitting still for long periods of time and just observing my breath. But then there's this other one um, called uh, Ishakriya meditation, and it's just a simple mm -hmm. meditation of, of just on the inhale you say, I am not this body, and on the exhale you say, I'm not even this mind. And it's mm -hmm. just a repetitive um, mantra um, throughout your breathing, and that's helped tremendously. Um, I have found myself... Um, to stay active, I'll either run or I'll do a simple flow on my mat, um, primarily like Surya Kriya, which is like this long sun A. Um, and then um, I've been reading a lot more, I've <laughs> been watching TV shows, and uh, yeah, just it's been interesting. Um, and then also um, making sure every day that I, I, I put – a good amount of energy into uh, the nonprofit. Um, mm. Yeah. And now um, you kind of sparked two or three questions in there. It mm. seems like you're working on keeping the mind and body active, you know, with the anxiety being something that you can't control so much when you're in an external environment with people, places, and things, mm. you know, and then now that you're home, the anxiety of not doing anything, you know, or the anxiety – feeling anxious, being able not to do anything. So you kind of have to force yourself to get creative and get innovative and go inward. Mm -hmm. And um, the two breathing techniques seems like a, a very powerful practice just in yourself. And um, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if um, when you stepped into the idea of Black Boy Ohms with Brandon and just yourself, did you foresee, um, how can I put it, did the, obligation to yourself as a as an anxiety because you know you're now that you've stepped into a nonprofit and stepped into a platform that 
you know, 200 strong with people who are from different worlds and thoughts, um, you now have that sense of responsibility or do you feel anxious about that or do you not look at it that way? What's your thought about being a leader in that format? That's interesting. I never, um, I've never been asked that, and I'm, I'm actually, I guess, examining that question for the first time. <laughs> I think. <laughs> or what yeah. do you see? Maybe you don't see it that way because again, I'm external, you know. And yeah. when we found each other, to me, I was looking for leadership in this way, like um, a tribe, you know, where mm. where there was brothers that were willing to stand up for at least this one thing, regardless of their background. And yeah. I love the idea that it was focused around movement, and then it was even more beneficial that it was around yoga because there's not a lot of black men who look who are doing yoga, and then there's not a lot of um, variations of black men doing yoga. You know, so you mm. have a fit guy, a skinny guy, a, a really flexible guy, a not so flexible yeah. guy, an older guy, a tall guy, a young guy, a red guy. <laughs> you know, so I think that's beautiful because um, the representation. It, it can it can go further. So to me, it was like wow. It was like a whole new world, you know. For, mm. But I don't know if for you, if you looked at it like that, if it was just more so, what was it? And I guess that's why I'm asking. How I'm yeah, asking. absolutely. Um, I will say that I didn't. I ha- I held everything with an open hand, and I, st- I st- excuse me. I still do to this day hold any expectations or. Um, feelings around how it's going to go with an open hand because I think inherently or not inherently but inevitably I have to it's grown organically um, and it's and it's just become a um, a movement all its own and I and I knew that from the beginning like I knew that mm. there was something that was beyond me that this was something that I was being a conduit for like but it wasn't it wasn't me like even the idea uh the seed you know playing on my heart like that was um because i was in a room of black men meditating right like and it, it was just mm-hmm. because the atmosphere was a conducive for that and so from the beginning um in early 2018 like and up until now it's all been a progressive organic movement with all these different variations and it's um been been growing and taking a, a life of all its own. There's a a, a woman um, um, by the name of Ture. She's on the yeah. board of directors, and she she told me um, this, and I always have it in the back of my mind. But she's like, "Be prepared for Black Boys on to grow away from you," and mm. and and I I keep that in the back of my mind because it is something that's beyond me. That is um, because. The idea is to to serve others, right? Like it's 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 about service to others and it's about service to our communities. And and for mm. that, uh, with the modalities of healing and wellness, those things are life of, unto themselves. And so, my my biggest thing right now, as far as responsibility, is making sure that I step out of my own way <laughs> and right. uh, and and allow it's it's just it to just be and just to have that mindset of like all right head down and heart open um and keep going right because i've I've had moments of discouragement too but like right just to keep going you know so would you say you're an introvert or an extra an extroverted type person 
I am definitely an introvert. Definitely. Like, <laughs> like 100%. Like, there's not, I'm not, I'm not a, um, there's not a part of me that's like, I'm, I'm a completely introvert, which is why I'm so grateful for like, um, for like, even like Brandon, like the president, like, he's, he's a, um, a, a mentor, a brother, and a friend. But, like, he's, you know, he's the president of Blackboard yep. and he's the face of it, you know, so to speak. And so I'm so grateful for his energy because, it, you know, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, yeah, he's a dominant yeah. guy, and it's very powerful to see the, the balance <laughs> you two offer because I am aware of her and you and him as being the three, the three pillars, if anything, of Black Boy Ohms. And when it comes to just seeing the dynamics of your two, whether it be just looking at your pages separately, or seeing when you um, kind of chime in together on each other's work. it's it, He's a dad of three. I think it's three boys. And um, he definitely loves that world. You know, he seems to mm-hmm. incorporate his his everything in it when he does his live videos or if he does his YouTube videos, if he's just sending the, the basic, you know, teaching something basic. And, um, and I think that's interesting how you guys work together and um, do you have like an elevator speech on how you guys met and why you guys decided to, all three of you, decided to bring forth uh, Black Boy Owned? Yeah, so I will, I'm going to say a couple things before I go into that. Is, um, so it's me, Brandon, and then Sia. Uh, she's the one that um, uh, was one of the co-founders of Black Boy Owned. She, oh, okay. Uh, but Petura is also uh, a, a a black woman, a yoga studio owner, uh, but she's on the board of directors. But Sia is the one who is one of the co-founders because it was her, um, it was her studio where um, the first meditation workshop took place. Yeah. Um, and, and Brandon, yeah, he has, you know, two 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 boys and a beautiful um, little girl, Allison. Okay, three. Uh, okay, two boys yeah. and a girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But as far as yeah, so Brandon, oh man, so like. My 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 yoga journey, like I would always like, um, as as a student, like even before I did like teacher training or anything like that, I would always seek out um, teachers who looked like me, you know, because I saw mm. myself in that. And Brandon was one of them. And I live in Atlanta. He lives in D.C. And yeah. he he's a he's a native of Atlanta. And so he would come down to Atlanta like maybe two or three times a year to do a trap yoga class. Oh, and I nice. remember. Yeah, so every time he would come down, I would be, I would make sure to go to his classes. And so, like, it kind of started off as, that's how we met. Like, it was, like, a teacher-student relationship. And mm. um, that, you know, grew into a, a mentorship. I remember even asking him, like, one time, I was like, are you offering teacher training? He's like, no, not yet. And, like, all this stuff. And, um, <laughs> Trying to yeah. put the bug in his ear. It's like, do it, just do it, I'll sign up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was just... It was just that it kind of grew from there, and then that 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 um, teacher-student relationship became a friendship, and um, uh, and that that be also became a mentorship, uh, a yoga mentorship, because you know he's uh, over ten years uh, a Ashtanga yoga pr- practitioner, and just has a heart and passion and drive, and like I, I was I was drawn to that, and then also inspired right like he this work that he was doing with young black boys in southeast washington dc yeah uh, like being moved by that and seeing that and 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 actually seeing how we would later become a growing network within black boys own modeling a, a modeling around 
work that he had already done, like saying, how can we replicate this as an organization? So, yeah, I was just an organic kind of movement there. And that's good. It seems like with that connection or that, you know, that initial, I don't know, direction to want to go that way in life and working with people, yoga kind of built a um, stronger connection between black people, you know, where we might have had our own history together. It seems where your your history and his history is connected in a way that you've um, championed a new path you know, um, black people working together under the umbrella of yoga. I don't mm. think um, I don't think in this day and age that's something you can just flip through a history book and find. You know, not to say there is not like, you know, um, people in, especially uh, famous black people in the past that has posted yoga pictures, you know, or have pictures of them. Um, and obviously there's a history behind it. But what I mean for what you're doing uh, where black men are concerned um, there hasn't been anything this dominant. And so with the advent of social media, you know, you're really, you, you said it earlier, being, being prepared for it to be bigger than you because it, it is somewhat um, something for someone to take up and actually eat from or grow from. You know, like people can find it in different ways. They might have saw a video of you or Brandon or anyone doing something under the name and they're like, wow, um, so I don't have to feel so weird about it because there's other guys doing it. And then they could get so inspired to start um, looking at you as a mentor or looking for mentorship because they have that confidence. So it kind of intentionally and unintentionally can spark new beginnings for people um, versus if you just saw Denzel Washington, in, you know, in crow pose and you're like, all right, that's cool. I'm sure that yoga instructor cost a billion dollars. You know, <laughs> so it, 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 it's not as easily relatable if you see someone famous or someone like, quote, unquote, the average Joe, us, the, the homemade yogis who um, grew up under the, the internal practice. And that kind of brings up a question as I'm talking here is um, what is what is what have you found over and maybe yeah, you I, I don't know this for sure. What's um, why yoga? Why did you choose yoga? Why did you choose to? follow this path i mean you kind of mentioned the idea of you know with the anxiety but i don't think mm -hmm. you specifically answered why yoga why didn't uh, you do like weightlifting or running oh, or yeah, jump yeah, yeah. jump rope or yeah, you know yeah. interesting um i think it might be a couple of things um so you, and it's i love this because you're you're causing me to, to really examine um i know so with anxiety um, I I was at a I had an experience in my life before I started my yoga journey where my anxiety was so bad that I was um, I was my my body was holding my breath um, automatically instead of like like naturally breathing like I was literally having to remind myself to breathe and I remember going to a, a Chinese herbalist and and just kind of sitting with her and, and her kind of examining my energies through this session. And she recommended yoga, and I and I you know I put it on the back burner. I, I said okay, and I just didn't try it until like a couple months later. And I saw people doing yoga in the park, and I would join them every other week in the park. And then I eventually joined a studio where um, a black man was teaching because I saw myself in him. Um, but I think um, because I don't I don't know if 
it was because of my past that I chose yoga. So, like, when I was younger, um, I started uh, martial arts. I I was about eight years old when I started uh, Taekwondo. And when I was uh, 13, I got two black belts, a black belt in Taekwondo, a black belt in, black belt in Jeet Kune Do. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that might that might be why like i had a history of movement right but i didn't mm. this was a different type of movement right and so i i think that might be subconsciously why i was drawn to it but all i know is that when i saw those people in the park doing yoga that first time for that first time i actually saw people doing it um, and joined them in that park that one time um it was it was i just like i liked how it felt and i liked um what it, it did for me like I, I i literally was able to breathe again <laughs> um, well it seemed, it seemed like you were having a yin and yang experience you know if i'm hearing you right you, a doctor mm-hmm. recommended you trying it but prior to that you had what seemed to me because i had a martial arts background too but like an aggressive pass with the body and then now with the um reality of realizing you're not even breathing you know, whether it be intentionally holding your breath and tightening your body up um, to then now you're like, you need to breathe. And mm. um, yoga became the way to breathe. And it you yeah. gravitated to it in a way that it pulled you and you guys kind of created a world together because you had a strong, a strong um, muscle memory or muscle conditioning when it came to the body and the mind moving together, a.k.a. Taekwondo, two black belts. You know, like you're willing to step into not just practicing something, but actually getting results from something. Mm, and um, yeah, yeah. it's interesting that you still chose yoga. I mean, it seemed like it came as an advice in a way to heal yourself. And then now there's that space in between there where you had the choice of choosing to go inward. You know, because, again, um, martial arts isn't somewhat, somewhat, um, especially Taekwondo, is an external um, reality. There are katas, you know, and there's a, a sense of blocking and protecting, but it's a lot of you, you, your block is an attack, you know, so it's yeah. never really, you're never really on a defense of receiving, like, let's say, Jeet Kune Do, um, Bruce Lee style, where it's not like this whole water balance thing, but it's still an mm. aggressive way about it. So yoga being um, what I call the, 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 the internal warrior, because you can get so strong from doing yoga. Um, that it, it's a, you can get strong in a way that you can't necessarily get from just lifting weights um, because mm. it allows you to learn how to balance your body, even though yoga carries a lot of pushing technique. And let's say um, calisthenics has a lot of pulling techniques. Um, mm. It's still a way to go internal with the pushing and learning how to balance your weight. And it's interesting that uh, you found that um, – because there's, I haven't spoken to a lot of black men about it, um, what caused them to choose yoga. But uh, I don't know. That kind of leads me into my next question. <laughs> yeah. um, is uh, now that, you know, you kind of have this world, this world called Black Boy Ohms, and um, it represents you and it represents itself, what's, uh, what's an example of the next three years for you? What does it look like for this community? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, Prior to, so in 2019, in preparation for 2020, uh, we hired 
for the first time hired a consultant to help us plan out the entire year for um, 2020 and and we had this um, set agenda like that every month was planned out and part of that was um, rolling out um, a curriculum, uh, a trauma-informed curriculum uh, and having that curriculum be used by black boys on instructors. And black mm-hmm. boys on instructors was is the same as but is also separate from the actual ambassadors. So there's two hundred um black male yogis in total and they're ambassadors, right? But but there's also a specific number that are that are specifically um uh, uh teaching up under the black boys banner within their community. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole curriculum um based on that. And those that curriculum is uh, trauma-informed, uh, Ashtanga-based uh, training for black boys and black men to be serviced in uh, correctional facilities, schools, um, uh, faith organizations, and, and, and yoga studios and gyms. And so mm-hmm. every it was all planned out uh, to to roll out that with with these instructors in their particular communities, and with with the um, advent of COVID nineteen. Um, of course, that was you know put to a halt, and so now right. um, we're trying to um, move a lot of uh, those having those same uh, brothers um, that specifically are black wisdom instructors to bring offerings online, um, and, and that's been kind of a slow migration. But the plan, um, and it's still the plan, is to have that rollout uh, within the communities with black wisdom instructors, and that increase by number over the years. Um, so uh, 2020 was starting off with 20 instructors and then um, um, the year following would be an additional 15 and, and growing by that and, and, and impacting specific communities um, gradually over time. That was, that was the, that's still the plan, you know, um, but for now um, we're, we're trying to navigate what life online looks like um, for serv- uh, serving uh, our communities um, and, uh, and actually looking at how to bridge the gap between the well- wellness practices that we are already using as instructors and as uh, wellness practitioners and also the wellness of our communities and that are unfortunately being disproportionately affected uh, by COVID-19. Like, I personally tried five um extended family members die from the virus and um mm. and it's just it's just uh it's one of those things where looking at how how do we speak to the wellness of our communities and the wellness of the practices that we have and how to bridge that gap mm-hmm. um you know mindful eating mindful movement you know uh, and so yeah just it's an ongoing kind of recreating our legacy yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is an ongoing conversation because it seems like something you have to live through and experience. You know, we, no one can be fully on the opposite side of COVID right now because we're, quote unquote, still experiencing a peak of it. And mm-hmm. my condolences, you know, I apologize or I'm sorry to hear. I apologize. Sorry to hear. You know, it's definitely affecting a lot of us in different ways. And um, we have to learn to get with our space with it. And it's important to have a community that is at least 
being able to stand up um, in in love and in spite of anything that might um, want us to waver as as a community. I think um, one of the things I'm also hearing from from what you're saying is that it is building some type of equity for us, you know, because a lot of this work is investment work. You invested in our mind, in our in our minds, in our bodies, and somewhat our communities. And it's going to trickle, you know, there's going to be that one little girl or that one little boy or that one young man or that one older gentleman or that one woman who sees that um, there's a there's a shift going on. You know, there's this quote unquote paradigm um, pathway that's being created by a community of people who want different for themselves. A lot of what a lot of what we do is also going to affect our diet. You know, we can't necessarily eat the same way if we want to move the same, if we want to move differently. Mm. So um, I think that's powerful too. I'm hearing these things because I'm me by myself. You know, a lot of how I socialize with the group is through the through the uh, WhatsApp group as much as just through social media. I really mm. don't have any black male here that I um, interact with on a monthly basis on the level of uh, fitness and or wellness and or even yoga. Mm. So um, I'm really excited to, hear that you're saying that like is stepping out into ways and building curriculums and even teacher programs for people um because there's dudes out there that's never even can they might be good at teaching but never even thought of yoga and vice versa they might be very good at the movement itself but never considered like uh leading a class you know or guiding people in that way so that's yeah. one that's wonderful and powerful um i don't know do you um do you have any siblings is it just you yeah, so I have um I have two older sisters and then I have uh two uh two uh, two older biological sisters and then two two younger step brothers. Uh, Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Those martial art days were early in your days growing up or it was more so like in your twenties? Like, yeah, yeah, I, w- I I I was early, so like I I think I got my black belt at thirteen. And I really mm. wish, um, I really, really, really wish I had continued. Um, I, 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 I like, I literally like, I in my in my in my late twenties, I I returned to martial arts briefly. I I uh, was inspired by watching like the movie It Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I took, mm-hmm. I took like um, a summer of Wing Chun classes, and oh, it was crazy dude. because like yeah, like the actual teacher that I had, he was um, a literal his. He, his, the lineages of teachers came directly um, from the actual founder, the woman who created Wing Chun. Like he was in direct descent, like of the lineage of teachers, and he was yeah. here in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, Welsh Martial Arts School. And um, I, I took Wing Chun for like a summer, and then I was like, I can't afford this, and then I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean. Do you you mentioned earlier that you run and obviously you do uh, yoga practice and meditation as well and I don't know there's so much I can ask you in in the depth and the separation of uh, yoga I think there's one thing for me that I think about constantly is how I represent when I am um, quote unquote posting or putting out my yoga practice or yoga in general or how I practice yoga um, because I I. I struggled earlier in the beginning of accepting and just understanding what it means um, for me personally because I didn't want to look like um, the traditional way of yoga. I didn't want to look like 
um, I'm, I was someone perfect or someone um, who was doing something that made me feel like I was an elitist or better than anybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. to me, yoga does have that, that clean look, and it's definitely because of the people who've been doing it for or promoting it for so long that they uh, put it on this platform. And it's mm-hmm. predominantly um, beautiful white women, and it's a strong, um, muscular-looking white man, you know, and so it's never been like um, – something that you can relate to yourself you know maybe mm. you can relate to a crow pose or to downward dog or something but you can't necessarily go into yeah. these big movements and things like you know even a split you know or even if it's a forward fold if your head's not touching your knee you don't think you're doing it right because everybody right, right, right. people are going through their knees like oh my god right, so right, you're, yeah. you, you you're really intimidated by it in a whether a subconscious or indirect way and yeah. i really um i love that now Again, you're the only platform that I've seen this large and this this uh, consistent. Um, and there's another one. I think it's called Black People Meditate. And they're very great at just promoting Black people meditating. And mm. I think I think that's something new for all of us. And I know that um, this mm. talk this talk for us hopefully is empower um, empowering others to at least feel confident that this this movement between black people in meditation and black people in yoga and black people in wellness is actually mm. something that's happening inside of us, not just externally. There's yeah. a, I think the first drive that I saw for us to get back to ourselves or under the idea was um, going vegan. You know, you saw a lot of black people going vegan, a lot of celebrities going vegan or vegetarian. Mm. And even before that, it was more so just learning how to heal yourself from um, high blood pressure or, uh, you know, we had like these small little things we were doing, but now it's a whole new world. I keep saying that. Um, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a thing where you can pick, you know, you can pick from a certain fruit, pick from certain fruits from the tree that we're now growing. And, um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a question. I'm just really talking because again, I don't talk to anybody about it. And I'm really thankful that you're doing this work. But, um, oh, here's a question. Now that you you, you guys gonna have you have a platform for going forward and what you want to do, would you say or what would you say is a leader to you? What what makes a leader? Oh yeah, I, I love I love that question because I, I immediately think about today. I think about Easter. I I, I really believe a leader is a servant, um, and I think that. Servant leadership, like that that model of the person who is in the role of leader, putting the um, the people who believe in the vision um, mm. and who are behind the vision first, um, and knowing that it's not about it's not about it's not about I know that it's not about me. It's a, it's about um, the movement. It's about um, those who we our communities that we seek to serve and those who are doing the serving, and mm. um, so yeah, that that's definitely the forefront of my mind always. Like even on a micro level, like when I teach yoga, like one of the reasons why one one of the ways in which I got over nervousness about teaching students was that I realized that I can't put my 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 nerves regarding <laughs> <teaching> above <laughs> above mm. you know. 
the yeah. fact that I'm that it's not about me, that it's about them coming to have their practice, right? And so yeah. I just take that even to a bigger level and know that it's not it's not about me, and I'm I'm serving. And if and if I ever get out of that mindset that I'm not serving, then I'm not um, I'm not I'm not aligned. Um, I'm not aligned. I'm out of alignment. Um, well, well, then it sounds like I know what my final question is. Are you ready for it? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, wow. Or do you think you have a superpower? I don't know. I'm literally reading a book right now called Becoming Supernatural. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's it's it's, it's, it's um, trying to bridge the gap between science and mysticism. But yeah. um, I I think... Right now, I would love to. My superpower would be to to come in and out of um, of uh, samadhi or um, enlightenment um, or oneness consciousness. I would yeah. love to have that the ability to to go in and out of that at will. Like I'm, I'm reading the autobiography uh, autobiography of a yogi now, and it talks about yeah. like he's you know he he's his master. Um, could do that, right? Like, and he can yeah. impart that to other people that's just by yeah. touching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like I would. That's that's a superpower, <laughs> or and, like even like Sadhguru, he would say like it's not, uh, it's nothing super about it. It's just knowing that being human is super, right? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. powerful, man. I never thought of that as a superpower. I mean, like because that's a healing power, you know. Like you can actually. Mm-hmm. Think of your the green heart chakra um, permeate permeate permeating coming out of you in a way in a way that yeah. much stronger like it's a what's what's just like it's pervading I don't know it's just spreading really far yeah yeah like absolutely. easily with each breath and um, yeah. that's fantastic that's fantastic uh, well I don't know well thank <laughs> you so much for taking the space I mean um, I think. Uh, it was great talking with you, and you know, I felt like I was talking with a friend or at least someone that was willing to share with me. So thank you for that. And, thank um, you. Thank you. I don't know. Continue to hold strong. I I I don't know. I don't have answers. You know, I know you don't either, or maybe you have answers for yourself. But I think the listeners, in in part, may have got like a a better understanding as to what's happening with us. You know, and just black men in general. And you as a, I will still call you a leader, you and Brandon and everyone, all the leadership that's involved with Black Boys Home is that, um, I, to me, you're leaders and leaders in a way that maybe not um, you work in an office and you wear a suit and you make, you know, big time decisions, but you're 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 creating a legacy that, um, again, I've never seen in this format and I'm just one person looking at it. It can take on many different formats. And it's great that you're having the strength being an introverted, um, you know, person, a man, and um, living in today's world where, I don't know, a lot of things are kind of put on the shoulders of black as a community, but as a black man, I'll, you know, speak for myself. There's a lot that I have to go through, and I'm pretty sure you have to go through as well that, finding space for ourselves almost becomes a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to come home and or create space. You, be, you have to become some type of soldier to find space for yourself or find freedom for yourself. 
outside of the the obligations we create for ourselves being a dad being a you know being an IT guy being a um an employer you know just those things so i um again appreciate the space and uh, i think we should definitely do a part 2 like post covid and tell me you know all the major yeah. things that are happening um in your life now uh is there anything you'd like to share i'm definitely going to plug the social media and as well as um, the website. But uh, if there's anything specifically you'd like to say to the listeners or, you know, tell them to go do this or anything, now you have this space. Yeah. Um, thank you again. Like, I, I, I appreciate just being here and be able to share. Um, we have, uh, right now we have weekly um, classes for, um, for kids um, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on um, our, our YouTube channel, and there are classes that are either led by Brandon himself or his oldest son, um, Linux. And so uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, at the beginning of May, um, we'll, we'll start having our, specifically our Black Boys on Instructors leading classes um, via YouTube live, um, uh, specifically for for black boys and black men to practice together at home, but um, anyone can join in, and, and we're using that to um, just allow space for practice, but also uh, raise funds because um, we are a nonprofit, um, and so there's a, um, just a, um, a drive to have have, have funding uh, for our current programming um, and also future programming. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm very yeah. very grateful. Thank you. No problem, man. You definitely need to uh, get on more podcasts and get that get this message out. I, again, I'm just a little. I I consider myself just a small guy in the corner, doing the best to share what I can from my perspective. And I'm really thankful again for you as well, um, because I do look up to your work. And now that I got a chance to really hear more about you, I'm really you know, somewhat humbled by by your approach because I do see it as something big, and that you're still humble about it is really good because it is it is a a solid approach, I would say. You know, and it's something that's difficult for a lot of men in general, especially black men. We have so much on our table at times that learning how to just chill out and take something with each breath is important. So thank you so much again, Danny, and you are welcome so much um, as well. And um, we'll talk soon. Peace, bro. Peace. Namaste.